The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. Okay, what are we drinking today? So today we're on a journey. We have discovered our favorite martini, dry martini. Yeah, we've made thousands of them. Thousands of them, and we've got the recipe down. Now we're getting into the minutia of perfection. So right now, we use eight parts Tangray gin to one part Dolan. And then we use Brothers orange bitters and shake it six times. Now, shakes, depending on if the bottle's full or empty, vary, right? It varies. Obviously, I like shaking the bottle when it's halfway or lower because I feel like I'm getting real shakes out of it. But we're mid-bottle right now. It's a perfect time. So I did six shakes measured it wow six shakes for two doubles is about 13 or 14 mils wow so we aren't 100 percent sure if that's perfect right we always think it's perfect so this time you got me these lovely little dropper bottles for my mixology so i put the bitters in the dropper bottle and this time i only added six dropper bottle drops so that's quite a bit less. Quite a bit less. Yeah. Okay. It'll be interesting. So what we're going to do is we're going to taste it. We're going to note what's happening. Yes. And then we're going to get to the amount of drops it is. And we'll be able to say without question that it's 10 drops or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, to- you know I'm sort of fascinated by this because I don't really know what orange bitters taste like on their own. We should do that. Oh, we should. bitter tasting is, is, is I'm sure it's thing. bitter, right? But it's got like an orange essence, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But there's orange peel essence, and then there's orange bitters essence, and then those things play well with the juniper. Yeah. You know? But I don't know how much the bitters actually contribute to the martini. So well, and that's, and that's what I want to know if it adds a balance to it, yeah. and that's what we're looking for. Yeah. Plus, with these bitter balls you got me, I'm excited to create new bitters, new things. Well, that's a whole different To try, which will be so much fun. Yeah. All right. Let's see how this goes. Smell? Smells delicious. It's way more gin forward. It really is. But it's not bad. I I taste the juniper, the freshness of it. Yeah. I mean, that was surprisingly more juniper forward. Yeah. And I used the one part with the smidge over the line, barely, of Dolan. Of Dolan, yeah. You know? 
So that's interesting because it's not balanced on its own. Hmm. Not with that first sip. Let's try another one. I mean, it's a good martini. It's not bad. But there's missing something. Well, the question is... The question is, how many more would you want to put in? So you put in six drops. So Do you want me to get the bitters? No, no, you can't add it to this. <laughs> you could, but no, it no. wouldn't be fair. It wouldn't be, no. I think the next time, because I only added six drops. Yeah. I think we add 12. Okay. And of those six drops, how many milliliters of those six drops represent? I don't know how many milliliters a drop is. I don't have something small enough to measure that. That was saying when you looked at the bottle. Oh, when I flare? when I put the six shakes in the bottle, yeah, it was three quarters up. Okay, and when you took the six drops out, uh, probably not a big difference. I didn't look. Yeah, so I'd I, have to pull the dropper out too because the dropper wasn't in there when I filled. Well, it. you know, what would be interesting would be for you to take that three quarters full bottle and count how many drops that is. Because that'll tell you what six represents against what we're used to. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we're used to six shakes. Well, I do six shakes. I know, but I don't know. Like, is your shake just as hard as my shake? And oh, is well, that, I don't know. You know. There's like a lot right. of variables, right, right, variables right. in shakes. Right. Yeah, so. And I, you're right. Based on whether the bottle's full or not. Exactly. So it occurs to me that you should measure about how many drops you think six shakes is. Mm -hmm. And then you can start fiddling with it against that because it occurs to me that it's probably not six drops, but it's probably not 27 drops either. I don't know. You know That's I mean? a lot of drops in there when I, I looked at it. It's three quarters of a bottle. Fascinating. Yeah. The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Slub USA, the world's strongest, most powerful male masturbator. Visit Slub USA at slub, S-L-U-B-B dash USA dot com. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder, a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at WeMinder dot app. Turning Littleton, chapter 15, Goodbye Again. Yeah, it was an interesting chapter. Well, it actually was, you know, because what it was was two people who had space between them confronting the space that they had and trying to, like, find communication Yeah. through the disagreement to find agreement in the face of no agreement, right? Mm -hmm. So in some ways, it, it was actually quite a poignant chapter because... All relationships occur in communication. Mm -hmm. And what you had was Sarah dropping Aiden off to meet David at this restaurant where David was waiting for him. There was a text exchange that allowed them to set that up. And Sarah made the choice as Aiden's caregiver to let him work that out on his own. Yeah, and to seriously say you need to call me when you're done because I'm going to pick you up. You're not walking back because you're going to spend the night with you. So she set boundaries ahead of time. Yeah, so Sarah in this quote discipline-based dynamic his mommy. Is, is, his mommy is is Aiden's caregiver and she's setting the boundaries for this confrontation that's occurring. Right. Now, a confrontation most people think of the word as adversarial, yeah. but actually a confrontation is just to look at without flinching. So they're just getting together to confront each other about the circumstance that 
led to their separation and the space between them. Right. And actually, I thought it was interesting because Aiden was actually more satisfied in his own space that he could actually confront David in a way that wasn't way like that a wasn't like forlorn put, wanting or put down he wasn't yeah. like he wasn't aggressive he just was kind of like dude you kind of fucked me over and, and David was like yeah you know those dudes told me I fucked you over I was an asshole and, and I was an asshole and I sort of got clear about that so I want to get clear with you about it right. and what was interesting about it was this, there were three things, right? So there were, the first thing was, it was David acknowledging that he's having a loving experience. Like he feels a loving experience with Wallace. With Wallace, and also... With Michael. With Michael, who's like Wallace's husband. Both, yes. So there's a moment of true polyamory occurring. Yeah, that he recognizes. That he recognizes, and then separately, He's trying to get clear with David, and one of the ways he thought to get completion with David was to share changing diapers. And what, yes. and what was, oh, sorry, one of the ways David thought to get clear with Aiden was to share changing diapers. And what Aiden was present to was, that's not going to happen. No, because, because he has a caregiver. I have a caregiver. That right? does that for him. Yeah, so so he, we are related differently now. And yes. that was something big for David to understand that, because he clarified again and again at the end of the chapter yeah. well wait a minute are we friends still and Aiden's like yes we're friends but yeah. that construct is no longer in your purview because I have someone that's filling like, that like, I've moved on yeah I've moved yeah. on right and likewise also say David has too because he has yeah. Michael so right. he kind of said let's change diapers together for old time's sakes but the reality was truly they both already have people doing that and to be integral with what they're up to particularly right. give kudos to Aiden to say no that's not going to happen Right. Well, I thought that was quite big of Aiden to, like, very adult of him, let me put it that way, yeah. to recognize that his relationship with Sarah as his caregiver was a pretty profound relationship and one worth protecting. Yeah. And not simply going with his urges, which was to hang out with David and change diapers and get some hard-ons and play with him. Maybe. Right. And so this is an interesting chapter this because... It's more about relationship. It's more about relationship, and it's more about the integrity in relationship. And when integrity lives in relationship, that makes relationship better, you know? And so Aiden was confronted by this opportunity to step out of his integrity with Sarah into a new occurring with David, mm -hmm. and he chose not to because he wanted to be integral with Sarah. Right. Right? And I thought right. that was really powerful. And, and it's also true that Sarah was, as the caregiver, pretty integral with Aiden, saying, these are the parameters that you're going to live inside of for the next so long. And she was urging Aiden to get clean with David. She had pushed Aiden in that direction. Not only David to get pushed, but Sarah was pushing Well, I, I think that's interesting, and here's why. So Aiden had some space with David. Yes. And when you have space with somebody, you have space with everybody. It's Right? And so it was a way for her to say, let's get rid of this space because I want all of you. Yes. I want all of you in this it's relationship with me. for him because look what he, how he reacted. He's like, I'm going to give you all of me. I'm not going to let David change me. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to follow through with what you asked of me. Yeah, I thought that was very powerful. Yeah, super powerful. I thought that was actually probably the most powerful takeaway from the chapter was that. Yeah, and it was a short chapter. It was. But I thought that was the most powerful part of the chapter was this really like clear statement of there's a, a space for integrity in relationship and yep. there's a space where when you yep. violate that integrity it, it diminishes the relationship right right, right. and by, by Aiden holding the integrity in his relationship with Sarah 
He also holds the integrity in the relationship of David with Wallace and Michael. Yeah. Just by staying integral in his own experience, yeah. right? And so we see the impacts of the way integrity breakdowns work. And because how because if because if Aiden had broken his integrity with Sarah to have a sexual relationship with David at the moment, he would have violated not just his relationship with Sarah, but Aiden's relationship right. with Wallace and Michael. Right. So we see the natural experience of the occurring of integrity in relationship and how it manifests when people hold it up and don't hold it up. Right. I thought that was powerful. powerful. Yeah. But as a short chapter, because it lives in the well, world... Well, it clears up this whole David Aiden thing, which yes. was needed to be cleared up for Hanging us to move Chad. forward. Hanging Chad, yeah. Because they're both... They, we're finding they both have some common ground in their kinks, yes. but they have other things they're interested in. They're quite different from one another. Yeah. And so that's where the intricacies of kink come into play. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like while the language of this chapter lives in the world of the ABDL experience, it's actually just a conversation about relationship and about where relationship and kink intermingle and how kink for us, like for our relationship, kink for us has been a, a source of inspiration in constructing our relationship. And for them, it's actually working out to be the same way as well. Like they're actually engaged in a kink, which is forcing conversations about relationship. And they're having a conversation about relationship, but so that they can express themselves as kinksters fully without constraint. Brilliant. Yeah. And I'll just say what's brilliant about this whole pod today. We're sitting in LAX at a bar. Yeah. Reading Mako's chapter. Yes. And then talking about it freely at the bar. So people are getting an inner glimpse of our inner workings of our life. So that's pretty exciting. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it there. I think so. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!